What's going on, everybody? This is Matt Rinke, the founder of Illumination Wealth. Really excited to chat with you today and have my uh, esteemed colleague, Eric Niergarth, uh, Certified Financial Planner of Illumination Wealth, joining me to talk about a very you know, meaningful topic that always shows up around this time of year, and that is philanthropy and charitable giving. So Eric, you know, turn it over to you for a second. Maybe you want to introduce yourself and uh, share a little bit uh, yeah. who you are. Yeah, thanks, Matt. So I joined Matt's firm in April uh, during the middle of the pandemic. And uh, before that, I was with TD Ameritrade for 10 years. And yeah, it's been a blast working with Matt and all of his clients. Awesome. Yeah, no, it's a pleasure to be uh, partnering with you. And so, you know, as we embark on Thanksgiving and the holiday season, I think charitable giving becomes front and center for many people, some because it's just the time that they give. Uh, and others, it's, you know, there's tax related reasons why people give towards the end of the year as well. And there's that, that tax deadline. But I think for us, we work with a lot of business owner and entrepreneurial clients. And what I find fascinating is that, you know, they're very much giving by nature. And I found that like over 90% of business owners are actually contributing to charity either personally or through their business. And they want to not only make an impact, uh, by their business, but they want to be able to use their wealth to make an impact and make a difference as well. So I found that you know to be pretty fascinating, and hopefully more people get in the giving spirit uh, as well. And so as we kind of digress uh, and talk a little bit about the charitable giving environment, I wanted to ask you something changed this year with the CARES Act earlier on that changed how you know charitable giving would be approached from a tax perspective. Uh, in some way, shape, or form. Can you share a little bit about like what's going on with that? Yeah, yeah, it's a small change that hopefully will have a big impact. Um, so the change essentially allowed people that don't itemize on their tax return, which at this point is almost everybody, uh, it allows you to have a $300 cash donation be tax deductible above the line. So previously you had to itemize to receive any form of tax deduction. Now anybody that's gifting to an eligible charity has that ability to get a write-off up to $300. Awesome. Yeah, no, certainly a change. And I think what you were you were saying is many people are not itemizing their deductions right now because the standard deduction is over $24,000 for a married couple. So you need to have property taxes and mortgage interest and other deductions in excess of $24,000 to even make your charitable contributions receive any tax benefit from doing it. And so the change essentially is allowing anybody, basically, if you, if you donate up to $300, you're going to get a tax deduction for it, depending upon your tax bracket. Exactly that. And even if you did it earlier this year, make sure, you know, maybe you forgot about it. Make sure you go through your transactions to see if you've done anything. And this change, they, they brought it about during the COVID uh, pandemic, but the law looks like it's going to stay going forward. So that should be here for years to come. Awesome. Awesome. And I know for many people, the reason why they give isn't because of tax, but I think it's also interesting that it does have, you know, tax advantages and which enhances wealth for your family and also for the community uh, because of this. And so, you know, for those of you that, for those people that, you know, might not, you know, that might not be able to itemize the deductions in the past, but perhaps have a really big income year or they have, you know, a windfall of some sort. Is there any, like, what do you think that they could do to get a bigger deduction uh, that they otherwise wouldn't do if they didn't itemize? 
Yeah, so the main way people are doing this now is what's called a donor advised fund. So essentially it's a fund your family sets up with a appropriate custodian that holds these funds. And you can contribute a, a large amount into these funds that you're gonna be gifting to charities for several years to come, maybe even over the course of your lifetime. And the benefit of this is you're getting an immediate tax break in the year that you make the contribution. Um, but then you can continue to use this fund year after year after year. And you can also invest the, the contribution that you make into this fund, allowing it to grow for future years and allowing you to gift more over time. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, donor advice funds can be, can be pretty powerful. And so I guess one of the things that I was hearing you say is that it allows a donor, somebody who wants to make a charitable contribution, you could potentially lump multiple years of your contributions into the current tax year and then get so you get a big donation in one year and then the donor then has the control as to when they're going to make the actual charitable grants or when they're going to dole that money out is that right yeah exactly right and then in addition to that if you didn't want to go the donor advised fund route you can still group your your donations in one year so whether you itemize or not if you have a high income year and you're in a high tax bracket that maybe you won't be there in future years. You can just decide to say, I'm gonna do the next five years of gifting this year. So I'm taking advantage of those high tax brackets and, and getting a larger deduction. Awesome, awesome. And so, yeah, with these donor advised funds that you, know, you put the money in, you still have control. There's not restrictions for the donor to say when they wanna make the grants. There's not, you have to give away X percent each and every year like a private foundation. So you have some control to let that money grow and compound, which is very powerful. But as soon as you do donate that money, it's no longer your money. It's really the charity's money. You just can, can you just have control over who we want to give it to and when we want to give it to uh, and how we want to invest that money for the future, essentially. Exactly. Yeah. yeah it's sort of a, an easy way to have your own little private foundation. Yeah. And, it, and, and what I found that some people like about this, especially higher net worth people, is that it's, it can be very private, whereas a private foundation, even though it's private, there's IRS reporting that's public for everybody to see, whereas for some, having a donor advised fund comes with a lot less cost, a lot less complexity uh, than setting up a private foundation, and there's even better, greater anonymity uh, involved. So there's pros and cons to both. Uh, but I think this is a really good way for people to be able to give and contribute a lot and retain control and have the, the, have the contributions or the organizations that they support, they can kind of prove themselves. So they're not giving them a chunk of change all up front. They can see, are they really putting my gifts to good use over time before they make future grants from that fund? So yeah, great, great point about those donor advised funds. I think uh, they can be pretty powerful uh, for the right for the right people. That's awesome. That, that's awesome. And so then you talked about gifting and, and lumping and you know, kind of bunching your charitable donations together. And so the point of that was what, again, just remind us? Essentially taking advantage of if you have a high income year where your tax brackets are really high and you want to, you have philanthropic intent and you know you're going to be gifting, you're just taking advantage of sheltering your income tax at those highest brackets. Yep, exactly, exactly. And the, I guess the other point is, is that this might allow you then to itemize deductions as well. So if you weren't itemizing in the past, if you lump your donations, it might get you over that threshold to allow those contributions to then be deductible 
from a tax perspective. So something really, you know, those are all a lot of things to consider in terms of gifting and charitable giving, you know, towards the end of this year. But a few things that we wanted to also bring up is that when we think about giving, it's not just cash that needs to be donated. You know, individuals, people have the ability to donate stock. They could donate shares in their business. They can donate real estate. You can donate artwork. You can practically donate anything that has a tangible, you know, value to it. And so one of the things that we've been doing with some of our clients now, you know, that the stock market has recovered and it's now back at pretty much all time highs is that you can donate stock instead of donating cash. And the benefit of that is that if let's say you bought Apple 10 years ago and it's now gone up tenfold, you can donate some of your Apple stock and you don't need to pay the capital gain on that, nor does the charity. So you're really gifting something that might've had a, a $10,000 you know, value. You paid 10,000, that could be worth 100,000. You're able to donate $100,000 of that value today, for example, and get it all, you know, get that all as a tax deduction with some, in, with some limitations. Uh, whereas if you donate cash, you're using your cash. So you're, we're avoiding capital gains tax and the charity doesn't need to incur the capital gains either when they go to sell it. So that's another powerful thing for people to be thinking about what resources are they using to actually gift and give. And uh, Eric, can you use donor advised funds to donate stock and contribute stock to them? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They can accept those. Yeah, so I think donor advised funds can pretty much accept any type of, you know, they could accept real estate. They could accept, you know, stocks or mutual funds. They can accept cash. So as you think about things, you know, figure out what's the best, most impactful thing to contribute uh, when it comes from a tax perspective and, uh, and making the most of all the resources you have out there. So one other thing to note, when you are giving, uh, donating appreciated stock, the amount that you can deduct is limited to 30% of your adjusted gross income. So for example, if somebody made, had $300,000 of adjusted gross income, the amount of stock that they could donate is limited to $90,000 to get a, a deduction, a tax deduction. So even if they were to uh, contribute $200,000 of shares of Apple, they could only de deduct the $90,000 this year and then there'd be a carryover to future years. Cash though uh, is a 60% uh, deductible amount up to adjusted gross income. So if you make $300,000, you could donate essentially over $150,000 of cash and get a full tax deduction for that. Uh, is that correct, Eric? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, so those are a few big things to be aware of. And then there's more sophisticated planning that I think business owners, those that are preparing for the exit of their business can consider uh, when it comes to setting up charitable trusts uh, to minimize taxes upon the sale of their, of their business. And so there's things such as charitable lead annuity trusts and charitable remainder trusts that are out there that we can dive into on a future uh, conversation that provides some pretty unique uh, income tax advantages, as well as uh, estate planning advantages, as well as the ability to utilize those assets in your lifetime, even though some of it's going to go to charity, you still have the ability to utilize those assets or 
for those assets to go on to your beneficiaries down the road. So there's some really powerful advanced charitable planning techniques that you know we will continue to talk to you about. But hopefully this gets your uh, mind going as you think about how you can give uh, and how you can contribute uh, you know, towards the end of 2020 and beyond. So Eric, thanks for joining us and dropping knowledge. Definitely appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll do it again and, uh, and take things to the next level. Awesome. Thank you, Matt. Thank you.